Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. So I'm here with a pretty theoretical episode, but it's something that I've been noodling on for a little bit. And I want to open this episode up with a hypothetical, which is what would you do at the end of the day or when you're going to pick up a book or when you're about to go shopping for groceries or pick up the kids from soccer or whatever and put on a podcast? What would you do if everyone stopped making content today? talking no new books, no new podcasts, nothing. And what I'm going to get to by the end of this podcast is that I would argue that most people, especially new attorneys, would actually end up getting better results in terms of whatever they're reading to get better at if they were to stop consuming new content. Let me kind of just back this up. I've got a nice argument I'm looking to construct over the next little bit here, but I just kind of want to start off with this concept, right? And I want to say, first of all, that this is something that I've observed in myself. You know, I'm a business owner, much like most of the people that listen to this podcast. And as a business owner, the kind of person who wants to be crazy and do that kind of thing, we all love new stuff. And new information is one of those things that we, I would suspect, get a disproportionate amount of interest, dopamine, whatever you have to say, out of consuming new things. And that's not always the reason that people consume information, but it is over time, I think, something that people end up seeking more than the information itself, right? In general, the reason why we have dopamine when we are doing things that are useful is that it's usually correlated to something that is going to get you further. But um, we can also see dopamine lead people down a path of becoming gambling addicts or, you know, into drugs or sex addiction or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So these things can get really, really out of whack. And I think we have the situation, especially with just the state of information as a whole today. We've got a situation where with the new rise of platforms like TikTok, short form content on video, clickbait headlines, all that kind of stuff, content producers are getting better than ever at creating these open loops that make you want to go through and consume whatever information is there. And in addition to that, more content is being produced than ever. And what's even worse than that is we have more of a society of fear of missing out or FOMO than ever. So it all kind of combines to create this huge stew of never really feeling like we can stop consuming information, maybe like feeling this futile uh, Sisyphean quest towards you know getting all the information, getting all the relevant information that's out at a given time. And I don't think it ends up serving people at the end. So one of the stories that I really, that really stuck with me over the years, and this isn't a guy that I've followed for years, but he had a fascinating story. And um, it's this guy, uh, his name's Dave Asprey, and he used to run a podcast called The Bulletproof Executive. But he had a really, really interesting story. He was one of the first guys who was like a system administrator on the internet. And like, I'm talking like 92, 93. So when he ended up getting online, there were something like 80 websites. And he knew every single website that was on the internet for some time. And then as the internet ended up going through the you know crazy hockey stick growth that we all know about, he kept finding out more and more websites that they came on. So it was 80, then it was 81, then it was 90, then it was 200, then it was 600, then blah, 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 blah. And he tried to keep up with this for as long as he could. 
until he had a complete mental breakdown. And when he ended up getting a brain scan, it actually showed that he had the same level of brain damage that somebody who had been smoking crack for a decade have. So his just, you know, obsession and burnout and just the stress and, and all this weight he was putting on his brain to do this was completely tearing him up. Now, I don't think that people are in a similar situation today, but the elements of that are still there. We have tons of information, more than you could ever possibly hope to consume. And we're forced to this impossible decision of what to consume on a given time, right? So basically, I want to go back to this hypothetical here. So what if you could only consume stuff that was already out? What? I mean, and if we wanted to even go it further, what if we could only consume stuff that we'd already read or podcasts we'd already listened to? And I want to throw the hypothetical out there. What if you've already read the best book on business or what sales or marketing or whatever subject you're trying to get better at? How would that change how you spend your time? So I want to kind of get to this quote, and this is allegedly one of Marcus Aurelius's favorite quotes, and it was from the, uh, the Greek poet Heraclitus. So he said, no man ever steps in the same river twice, for it is not the same river and it is not the same man. Now, I would argue for the case of this metaphor, um, we are talking about the same river, it's the same piece of content. But I think the person who ends up consuming that content is very, very different if we're interacting in a deliberate way. So I want to start with this thought that, you know, a strong enough piece of content, whether it's a book, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a system process, course, coach, whatever, that can become a guide in a way that's self-reinforcing. So the first time, and this is the step that most people will do, is that they consume the content. And then that piece of content is going to change their perspective, or it's going to change their habits, or it's going to be both. So if you want to go ahead and out into the world and take that and use it, then you're going to gain new experience that's informed by this new perspective that you have. And then if you want to go on like that, that's fine. I think that can be tough sometimes. And we've all, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff in my personal life and stuff that we've tried to get going in the business. And again, I'm sure everyone does this to some extent. You read an awesome book, you tell a team about it, you're super rock and roll on it for two months. And then, you know, whatever, something happens, you completely forget about it. You're like, damn, things are really going good for those two months, but you're on to the next thing already, right? So I would suggest that what would it be like if you went back and just reconsume the same stuff? So if you get to the situation where you take that same book, instead of going to the next book, which might be better, might be worse, but you know, if this ends up being a real cornerstone piece of content for whatever subject you're in, it could be likely to be a lot better. There are diminishing returns for all these things. But now you're consuming a, the same foundational piece of content, but you have a different frame of reference. And the thing that sucks about this is it's going to be way more boring to read that book than it is to read the flavor of the month book in sales or marketing or whatever the subject happens to be that came out this last week, right? But you're consuming something that is more foundational potentially, but you have this different frame of reference. So you are stepping in the same river, but you are not the same man. And then when you're consuming things with that new thing, you're going to take different things out of the book, which is going to change the perspective. It's going to change your outcomes and the cycle continues. So I know this kind of sounds crazy and I'll get into like my personal experience of this, but this is something that people do all the time. So go ahead and say like, you know, I wasn't raised uh, going to church or anything like that, but you know, I had read the Bible, but this is something that people all over the country for sure do all the time. You know, they've been reading the same book, so to speak, right? Uh, and, and people do put this book in a special category, but they read it every single Sunday, right? Or if a part of it, and they see how things end up interacting with their life and blah, blah, blah. And then they come back and they can read the same chapter. No one would say, you know, or no person who's a, a Christian or Catholic would say, yeah, whatever, the Bible is cool. <laughs> What's next, right? 
people keep going back to the same thing because there's depth there. There's something timeless there. And again, you could say this of any holy book and you know, definitely any foundational piece of content. Like my personal version of this is Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz. But there's a lot of power to be gained in revisiting the same content, especially if the content that you're revisiting is stronger than something that might have been a little bit more new, might have been a little bit more sexy, right? So basically, yeah, just in terms of my personal and, and how I've you know made this in my life, and this is something I observe in some of the, the smartest people that I've, I've dealt with in my life, you know, a lot of people that you see are, are huge readers, right? And I remember the first year that I went into business, I finally ended up going from having a situation where I was working a job and doing my side hustle, which was predating Casewell, which became Casewell for a while. And I went from having no time to work in the business to having all the time to work in the business because I went full time, which is awesome. And I ended up backfilling that with getting a ton of reading in. And that year, and I pretty much maintained the same pace like afterwards. I think I read something between, I think, 50 and 80 books. And, you know, I'm probably closer to 30, 40 this, these, these days, but still. I consumed an insane amount of content. And I was starting with some best of sort of books in business. And the truth is, I think I read better books in that first year than I've read any year since. And one of the things that I've kept doing is as I've gone on in the years of, you know, I've probably kept this habit up for north of 10 years at this point, but I've actually shifted away from reading new business books. It's very hard for me to find new concepts in business books I haven't seen explained better in older pieces of content for me or, you know, just things that have stood the test of time. So I actually ended up shifting a lot of my reading towards stuff like nonfiction and stuff around like hobbies that I do, for example. But I've always tried to work back in some of these foundational classics that I've had you know, really, really good experiences about it. And um, I mentioned this earlier, but Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz. This is a book, if you guys ever hear me on somebody else's podcast, I will almost certainly refer to this book. But it's basically such a foundational piece for me because the first time I read it was the first time I was, I encountered the application of a couple of things that Schwartz talks about, like the journey of customer awareness and that kind of thing. I had a different set of problems that I was reading that I had in mind when I was reading that book than I did afterwards. And then basically see Seeing how these principles worked in that first business of mine gave me a completely different perspective when I read it again. And the more I read this book, I, I really take something more out of it every single time. And again, I'm not saying I read this book every Sunday like it's a literal Bible, but I go back to it every year or two. And I keep reading at that with the experience of came in from that point. And, you know, it's at this point, I really do consider this a book that applies not only to marketing, but to sales as well. And at that point, too, you know, the things that I've gained from these third, fourth, fifth readings of this stuff is being actually to really build my own models around this stuff. And the only way you get to that depth of understanding with things is by using stuff and going back to it. So and again, there's tons of books that I read that I didn't implement at all. And some of those could also have been fantastic. <laughs> I think you can do a lot worse than focusing on stuff that people have you know, written that stood the test of time. But um, the truth is, you're really going to get better at whatever that you select into. And I think it's a harder and harder thing to do in this day and age to really double down and focus on boring work. But a lot of the times there's so much value there. And I really do think it as time goes on, it becomes more of a competitive advantage to do stuff like stick to the classics, stick to the fundamentals, get really, really, really good at them. Again, something I talk about on the podcast all the time, this is stuff that will serve you in any domain that you can look at, right? But being able to focus on those things instead of chasing the next shiny object or intellectually keeping up with the Joneses and reading the new thing or finding the new hack or whatever. This is the kind of stuff that really ends up building empires at the end of the day. So I want you guys to consider this. Think about the stuff that you've consumed already that really made an impact. What are things that were really crushing it for you that you're not doing anymore? And what would 
would it take for you, your team, whoever, to get back into that and really start implementing as opposed to just consuming stuff to fill your ears, take infotainment, and you know, just get another quick dopamine hit for the day. So I'll leave you guys with that. Come here next Tuesday for your scheduled dopamine hit for me at least. <laughs> uh, Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. And I'll have a great week, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.